What You Need to Know, being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Clinton Yates in the house. What up? For Sedano. Sedano's back tomorrow, and Clinton Yates says he's back in the house tomorrow. Yeah, well, you know, I got you know got things to do. You say you got a red eye because you're going to Williamsport? Yeah, I'm going taking it to Philly, and then it's like a three-hour drive from Philly. It's it's like equidistant between Philly and Pittsburgh. Okay, yeah, got so it. So doing that, and uh, I'll be in Williamsport for the weekend, and coming back. I'm watching and the Little League World Series right now. No, that's not what we need to know. Now what we need to know, here she is. Here's Double H. So I recently told you guys that Airbnb has decided to crack down on parties, and today they announced that they're going to use new methods to spot and block people who try to use the short-term rental service to throw parties. So the company said that it has introduced anti-party technology that examines the would-be renter's history on Airbnb, how far they live from the home, and whether they're renting for a weekday or weekend, and a few other factors. I guess they're kind of like stupid on, maybe stupid on people's uh, social media profiles. Stuff like that. Um, and they said that the screening system is being rolled out for listings in the U.S. and Canada, and it's been tested in Australia, where it produced a 35% drop in unauthorized parties. So if you're planning to throw a party in Airbnb, don't do it because they're probably going to catch you. And that's wow. what you need to know. Wow. The Airbnb police are out to get you, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Like what, sure. what world do we live in? You know, I, I this is so weird to me, Scott. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I just sort of feel like, yeah. I mean, this is kind of the the risk you run when you're when you're renting your house in an Airbnb. Am I am I, am I no. alone in that lens? I feel like no. I don't think that anybody rents their house out thinking people are going to throw parties and trash it. I mean. You should be using it the same way that you use hotel rooms and treat other people's houses with respect. But. I mean, I use hotel rooms to <laughs> throw parties and do things I probably wouldn't do in my own house, too. You know what I'm saying? As how about the, how the, about the after, after party, party of the Mandy's? I was yeah. going to say, thank you, Scott. <laughs> We're right on the same page. <laughs> Bing, yes. Perfect. Right. You, exactly. you know what's interesting about this story, though? Seriously, I have a friend who um, their family, the parents, the kids, they bought a house together as a family in Bend, Oregon. And, you know, they go there, I don't know, a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. And then otherwise, they, they pretty much Airbnb it. So um, they put it on Airbnb. These people took it. When when my friends who own this house got there, the place was destroyed. Okay. And I don't mean like, hey, my goodness, they broke our table. I mean the whole place turned into like some tweaker haven. You know what I'm saying? Like, it went really, really bad. Wow. The whole house was destroyed. Every piece of furniture, graffiti on the walls. That's horrible. Who does that? Well. Who who does that? But I guess my point is, is that when I hear the description of what you're saying Airbnb is now going to do, it just sounds like they're finally going to put a little bit more vetting into who is the person who's the renter. Well, they should. Because, like, when I used to Airbnb my house out, I did all the vetting myself. And... It, you know, that can that's a lot of work if you're one of these people who that's like your sole source of income or if you're one of these property management rental companies, you know, that, that's a lot of work to have to like vet people out because I was I was someone who like I would make sure like it's families or there was like, you know, a couple of girls that were coming to visit one of their friends, like nothing crazy. Like if, there, if like five dudes try to run a house and be like, hey, we're going to stay here because we're we're going to go to the Browns game and just, you know, party all weekend. I'd be like, no, you're not staying here. Find somewhere else. Find I mean, a hotel. This seems like a problem easily solved by a basic security camera system. That's just me. But once you, but the problem is, if you have a security system with cameras there, once they've already started doing all that stuff, call, you know, call the cops. 
I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Scott, I mean, to me, this is... In, I feel like in, they probably tried that. In 2022, this seems to be a much easily more solvable problem than we're going to institute some weird across-the-board thing that's going to create a lot more work for everybody that may or may not even actually be effective. That's, you, that's just me. If you go to an Airbnb... Do you assume that the homeowner has cameras on you and yes, is watching you? Absolutely. In the and bedroom too? No, not in the bedroom, but like, you know what I'm saying, like in the common areas and probably the outside yard, if for no other reason than the security when nobody's there too. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm just thinking out loud here for a second, so don't right. mind me everybody, but I mean, I'm just kind of workshopping this thing, but what if you get down and dirty in the common areas? Uh, again, like nobody's saying you have to watch it. I'm just, to me, <laughs> this just seems like something I would want in my own hands anyway. I wouldn't stay in an Airbnb that said the entire house was equipped with security cameras. Like, I'd be like, no, that's weird. Mm, fair enough. You're spying on me. Fair enough. Super creepy. What you need to know being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. So, listen, guys. We've been saying that um, tomorrow Sedano will return. He's been on vacation literally for like a month. Mm-hmm. We're really looking forward to getting Sedano back. Um, and on Wednesday of next week, August 24th, me, Sedano, Clinton, Beto, um, I mean, everybody that's kind of a part of the familia, everybody is going to be down at Homebound Brew House at Union Station Food, drink specials, you know, everybody's going to watch the game. It's going to be great. Right. A lot of ESPN LA swag. I know, Clinton, you and I have been rocking those those hoodies that I love. They're great. Phenomenal. Mm, they are phenomenal. <laughs> Wednesday, August 24th, Homebound Brew House at Union Station, right in the heart of LA, Union Station where LA begins. Okay, so that's going to be next Wednesday. But next Friday, Clinton, our fantasy football draft. Now, have you... Already drafted your fantasy football team of no, all white guys. So I'm no, not yet. So I'm joining Beto and Whittier's league, uh, and I guess I'm fairly certain they're going to be at the event. I don't. I mean, I'm I'm assuming that because that's what they've been talking about in the community. So I think I'm going to I'm joining that league, but I have not. I'm first of all, I'm stunned. There's no official seven ten league. That's another story. But because there is not one of those, I will be joining Beto's league. Wait, you're joining Beto and Whittier's league? I think so. Yeah, the one that none of us wanted to do, Cap. We found no, 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 not no, no, wait, no. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, mm. hold on. I just didn't have time. Yeah, as well, I yes, rec- that's what I mean. Like, I would love to be able to do it, but I don't have the time, so right. I don't want to do it because I don't have the time. No, I, as I recall, the story went that you didn't want to be in the league because you put a lot of time and effort into a much bigger money league. Yes, that you've won three times. Mm-hmm. That's right. And Beto didn't want to be in it because he also plays in a big money league, but he has his son run his team. Laura has like eight jobs. And I said, I suck at fantasy football. Right. So I took one of the teams in the Beto from Whittier League so that my son could run it. That's cool. Now you actually are going to have your own team. Probably, yeah. I mean, that's that's what I'm trying to do. You know, look, unlike some people at this, you're station, running it. I am not too cool for school. Hey, you know, I'm joking. Uh, I'm just saying. Like, I yeah, have a team. That I know, it's but, just being run for me. No, yeah, I'll run it. I mean, he asked me to be in it, so I said yes. Pretty, it's pretty simple stuff. Yeah, know? Laura and I are more like owners, owner operators. Yeah, not and, quite and, general managers. And you sort of take a, a more hands-on approach, Clinton. Yeah, fantasy football. Listen, fantasy football, bro. You draft a team Thursday morning. You get up, you set your lineup, you forget about it. That's the cool part, you know. Yeah. It's it's something to do to remind you that there's football that day or that weekend. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah, my problem is I forget to set the lineup. It's not really much more Facts. than that for me. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, here's what I want to say to everybody. If you have a fantasy league like Beto and Whittier does, and you're looking for a place to host your draft party, why don't you guys come do it with us? We're going to be at Hollywood Park Casino on Friday, August 26th for our fantasy football draft party hosted by the Sedano and Cap Show. 
Now, here's why I bring this all up, because right now, let's give away a table for eight. So it's you and seven friends. You must be 21 years or older. There's all kinds of like really awesome Rams autograph prizes and a whole bunch of other swag. And if you're not a winner and you don't get into the fantasy draft party, you can still come hang out with us because we're going to do a live broadcast from 4 to 7 p.m. Nice. That should have a live imaging Friday. Lift. <laughs> this is at Hollywood Park Casino. Eat, drink, and draft. What should we do, Clinton? Should we, should we give away one table? We've got two. We can give them away both this hour. No, I would say wait until Sedano gets back to give away one. Well, we're giving we're giving some away other days, but today we have two to give away. Oh, today? Well, then, yeah. Do you, are, you, are you saying do you want to give two at once or do one now and one later? Let's do one now, but what was your high school baseball number? 21. It was the number I wore in every sport. Okay, I want to say caller 21, but you know what happens when I callers. say that? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Lindsay and Laura, <laughs> they get mad at me. Right. Let's go with... Just go with either seven or ten, like the you know, seven ten oh. a.m. Yeah. Oh, not not seven hundred and ten. No, probably not. Okay, no, not really. Okay, caller numero no, really. diez. <laughs> Laura, is that okay? Numero diez. She doesn't Perfect. have to screen him. Why are you asking, Laura? Okay, <laughs> double H. I used to screen. <laughs> that's fine. fine. Okay, caller ten. As long as it's, I think ten's probably about the limit, right? Ten's the limit, huh? Double digits. Yeah, I mean. I got It takes a long time to screen these calls and get a winner and everything, because then you go to me on the air and I'm not there because I'm answering calls. So we'll stick with ten networks. But isn't it as easy as going your caller one, hang up, call your caller two, hang up, your caller three, yeah, hang up? Yeah, but that takes a lot of time. That's oh. more involved than it than it looks. Oh, okay. It's, it's just bad. not necessary to get all crazy with it, Cap. Not, not callers... giving away a million dollars here. <laughs> oh, all right, fair enough. I got gotcha. you. All right, caller ten right now. Eight seven 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 ten. ESPN 877-710-3776. I actually remembered the phone number, 877 nice. I was going to say, I thought, I thought you might need a spot there. Yeah. But I, yeah. I got you. I was close. Yeah. I was really close. You, you nailed it. Caller 10 right now. You've got a table for eight. You and seven of your friends at Hollywood Park Casino at our big party for fantasy football It's going to be a fun one, man. It's Friday. That's going to be a fun one. I remember last year it was a good time. Um, that was one of the first things I actually kind of did on a big level, you know, just in terms of showing up to a big event with this station. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was a blast. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody last year was there. It seemed like. I mean, Keyshawn was there. Yeah. That was the day that he really told me that he needed me to call him Keyshawn rather than Key. <laughs> well, you know, how did that like, go? I don't uh, remember that. Yeah. He was like, I was like, well, hey, Key. And he's like, no, no, it's Keyshawn. You I'm don't like, know me oh. like that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I thought it was Key. I thought that's what everybody called. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. It was, <laughs> it was, it was one of those train wreck moments where right. everybody's like, ooh, that was really uncomfortable on the air. But now I got to keep listening because I got to hear right. what's going to happen that next. Was that good, exactly. That's funny. <laughs> you want to know something else, Kevy? Uh, since yeah. we love anniversaries around yeah. here, tell me. That was uh, when I actually officially first met you. Oh, oh, that was our first day of yeah. actual physical interaction. Mm-hmm. Pressing the flesh. Yeah. Well, in, in I will go. I'll, I'll go a step beyond. Bring it in. <laughs> <laughs> we brought it in. <laughs> we did. We did. That's, that's great. That is no, great. Did. I'm looking forward to that. I'm yeah, very much too. looking forward to that. And I know, I know, Kathy too, because you know you've got the empty nest now. You know, the interaction is going to be important for you. I know that. Yes, I'm going to need real love. I'm going exactly. to, I'm going to need some bringing it in. I'm going to need some real human affection <laughs> from the people. That's going to be good. It's going to be All right. Coming up, it's the story of the day. LeBron finally signs. Why did it take so long? And what does it mean for the future of this Laker team? Let's get there next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yeah. Uh. Do you know the words of this song, Cap? Stop. Bro. Does our riders roll? Yeah, no, I guess my answer is no. No, really. okay, okay. Yeah. Stop, drop. Shut them down. Open up shop. Every time I heard this song, I always thought of that commercial from when I was a kid where they told you how to deal with a fire. Stop, drop, and Stop, roll, drop dick, and roll. roll. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty, you know, fire safety is very important. It is indeed. Do you miss those days when you teach your kids the fire drill, how we're all going to get out of the house because they're all gone and you don't really have anybody to save from a fire if one comes Boy, out. oh boy. I'll tell you right now, Clinton, you're really digging deep. I mean, you know, you know, this is real life. I mean, I got four kids. Three of them have gone off to college. Right. I will, I will tell you this. You know what the kind of, and I'm going to put this in quotes, the worst part of all of this is? Mm. Is that my youngest is 15. She's a junior in high school. She doesn't she's turn got, 16. She's got the run of the place. Well, she doesn't have a driver's license. Oh. So, dude, she doesn't get a driver's license till mid-November. Brutal. And, dude, school starts now at 8.30 in the morning. So that's an inconvenient time when it comes to morning traffic, number one. Right. And number two, like, I already got, dude, I've done more before 8.30 a.m. It's like the old Army commercials yeah. that most people do in a day. <laughs> She's too old for the school bus, I take it, then. I don't think there is a school bus. Is there not a school bus for high I school? Don't, I don't think so. Yeah? Okay. And so I got literally every morning I got to drive this child to school <laughs> only to make things think, worse. Think Clinton. of it as bonding time. I, I am. But the truth is she's doing the driving in the morning. And it's anybody who's ever driven with a 15-year-old permit holder who's not yet their own person driving mm-hmm. it is a very scary proposition, my friend. Gotcha. 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 That's, that's understandable. But, you know, again, think of it as bonding time. It's the only way you're going to get through it. What's yeah. the law here for, for getting a driving permit? What age? I think it's 15 and a half. Actually, I have to have the half part. Okay, yeah, that's what it was in Ohio. I was just curious. Because I feel like some places changed it to like 16, like straight up 16, no half stuff anymore. Yeah, and then when you fail the written part of the exam, which pff, my kid did. Oh, no. Yeah, so then did I had to go back. study hard enough? Week. No, she probably overstudied. Mm. You know, she's like one of those kids. And then like probably panicked. Anyway, she failed it, so I had to go back the following week, get her a new, uh, got her a permit. She gets the permit, so now instead of being able to get her driver's license like on her birthday, she got to wait like an extra week. Oh, I see. Okay. So, That's I mean, lot. let me tell you, man, it's it's this is not an easy time for a single dad. I'll tell you that right now. Well, you know, I mean, at least I mean, it, love me, brother. Please give me love. <laughs> please bring it in. I need you. I'll see you next week, brother. Robes in hand, or at least you're you t- you're bringing robes. <laughs> I'm I'm working on you're it. Working on it you with a the California guy. robe company okay, right now. Very well. Do you want anything other than ESPN 710? Do you want like yes? President- I don't. I don't want an ESPN 710 one. I want like a. So think of this this way. Think of this like the rompim situation. Mm-hmm. I need something that I can style in 
outside of the context of this radio station. Uh, you see what about, I'm saying? How about something that, that's embroidered like HMC, <laughs> Handsome Man Community? No, I'm not going to have to explain. I do not want to have to. That's one for like wearing to station events. Uh, if I'm going to be like in my apartment building, I'm not referencing the Handsome Man Community because, again, I don't need that. In the in the in the how about how about TVCY <laughs> TVCY Television's Clinton Yates. You could run through all these possibilities, but I'm oh, not wait, walking wait, around with that wait. in my part. I just thought of a great idea. Yes. I'm getting two robes, one for the president of the handsome man community and one for the consigliere. That's not a bad idea. Julian would love a robe. I guarantee you that he's I, he strikes me as a robe guy, even though I don't know that for for a fact. Morales, okay. isolate that. <laughs> So, Clinton, before we get back to this LeBron thing, I just wanted yes. to bring this up to you. Um, the Dodgers right now with the Brewers, I've got it at the end of the fourth, and I've got a 0-0 score. Yeah, I should probably turn that game on. Yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting watching the community last night on Twitter and everybody's frustration now with the closer situation. Craig Kimbrell, Listen, we, we kind of argued this and debated this a while back about Kenley Jansen. I thought you don't want to give up on that guy. He's part of the fabric of your franchise. Mm-hmm. And Craig Kimbrell is a closer by the position that he plays, but he hasn't been a great dominant closer in probably, I mean, it's got to be at least three, four, five years. Uh, it's at least three seasons, yeah. Yeah. So I see our man Blake Harris, who will be with us tomorrow, who, by the way, everybody gave me a hard time when I started to call him Balake, and now even his mother calls him Balake. <laughs> Balake is a great, like, that's just a great bit in general that, you know, you know, making things sound like that, as you know I do all the time, like, say things like update for updates and so on and so forth. I love that bit. Yeah, so Balake says, and this was a quote on, on Twitter yesterday, not only should Craig Kimbrell be nowhere near the mound in the ninth inning come October. There's a legitimate case he shouldn't be on the postseason roster for the Dodgers, assuming everyone is healthy, because he's probably the 14th or 15th best option on this pitching staff. All I can say is this. Blake watches this every pitch, every inning, every out. He lives and dies with it. He's a real hardcore fan, but he's also reporting on the team. Is he off here? I mean, have have the Dodgers... Giving Craig Kimbrell too long of a leash is Dave Roberts. And everybody says, Kaplan, you're in Dave Roberts' back pocket. I know. I know. But does Dave defend his guys too much? Should he? I mean, he's willing to sit Cody Bellinger. Yeah. I mean, I think he's willing to sit Cody Bellinger because he knows that he's got guys like Chris Taylor who make amazing, amazing grabs in the outfield, as you saw last night, to sort of save the game. But I think there's another thing happening here at play with Kimbrell, which is. Maybe Dave's not convinced, but I'm not also convinced that he thinks that everything is all good. I think that it's a situation where he's like, listen, this is the guy we've got right now until Blake Trinan gets back. And if this guy's going to blow games, well, it's a good thing we got a 16-game lead on the division because right now it doesn't exactly matter. Now, it might frustrate fans, and it certainly frustrates anybody watching who cares about the Dodgers, but the reality is that they've got this kind of time to play with. And... I don't think anybody seriously thinks that Kimbrell is going to be the go-to guy right now, but they've got a little room to play with to see if he finds it because the closer is a very fickle position, Scott. You know, guys got it one night, they don't have it another. Kenley Jansen went to the to Atlanta, and he's had a reasonable season, but Kimbrell's been falling off for a while. To me, he's done. But Dave... I think he's got to try to give the guy a shot because that's the whole reason they paid him all that money to begin with. Well, I think the most important thing you just said, and I, I love to listen to you to break it down. I know you're passionate about it. Um, 
the the most important thing I think you just said was they've got a monster lead in the division. Yeah. There is virtually no threat from San Diego or San Francisco, certainly nothing from Colorado or Arizona. Point being, last year, you were in the middle of a bitter battle for the division, and San Francisco was having a record-setting caliber season. San Francisco has gone back to what people thought they were going to be. San Diego poses no threat of any kind, and frankly, the way they just lost two out of three to Miami tells you that there could be some bigger problems now after this whole Tatis disaster. Yeah, the Padres season is blown up in their faces. And arguably the Padres next three seasons is blown up in their faces, but that's another discussion. All I'm asking is, is Kimbrell done? And I love what you said. They've got enough They've got enough room to mess yeah. with it. I mean, I, I, he's done in the context of, I don't trust him. That doesn't mean that he's not going to be able to be effective. I mean, if he blows 10 saves in a row, then you've got a different story on your hand. But he just doesn't look good. And I think the main thing in this situation is, and this is really the most important thing when it comes to a closer, is nobody's afraid of him. You know, And that intimidation, when that goes in that position, it's hard to be effective unless you have truly your best stuff every night. And it's clear that Kimbrell doesn't. Yeah, when Kimbrell back in the day when he was good, Batters would come into the box and be like, oh, my God, he's doing that weird thing. He's doing thing. that weird thing, and everybody's yeah. kind of shook because it's like, what is this? What's coming at me? Those are no longer the days, right. bro. Now people are getting into the box going, oh, my God, are you really <laughs> doing <laughs> Who's that? this guy? Right. Come on. Really, dude? Exactly. Are you really still doing this act? Exactly. But, you know, I mean, I, I think it's one of those things for Dave where he's like, I'm not going to make this a huge problem right now. I think you're right. I think you're right. He's got enough of a lead. Anyway, Very it's true. the biggest story of the day really was not the Dodgers, and it wasn't Craig Kimbrell, but I wanted to at least throw it out because, like I said, it's in the top of the fifth, one out, and I've got it as a 0-0 score between the Dodgers and the Brewers. Yep. So the big story of the day, though, LeBron signs. And I actually thought the big story of the day was going to be that the NFL finally made a decision on Deshaun Watson because there were all kinds of rumors that this thing was about to go down today. Yeah, that didn't happen. But nationally and locally, more importantly locally, the LeBron signing. What took so long, and does the signing mean anything? In other words, if if he didn't sign on the day he could, and call it two weeks later he finally does, did LeBron sign now because he's more comfortable and confident with what the Lakers are doing? You're a little caught up in the timing, and I understand why, but I do think that the most important part of this is still that he signed it all. And the reason why is because a lot of the discussion in the last couple months about the Lakers has been all of these levers and moving parts that everybody was trying to figure out in terms of who can you bring in, who do you keep, how does that affect who you pick as a head coach, how does that affect what the GM thinks is going to be the situation with the head coach. All of that was moving around, and LeBron sort of looking back like, oh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. And sure, this might be an indication of a little bit more confidence, except that nothing has actually changed yet. So I don't, there's no need to portend that unnecessarily. I think this is just sort of a timing thing. Guy's on vacation, he's doing what he wants to do, and then he comes back and he decides to sign. But this means that, you know, for Laker fans, you now have a more concrete look at what the timeline is going to be because, listen, let's be realistic here, Scott. There's not an infinite amount of time that LeBron James is going to be playing basketball. I think that the end of this contract is pretty arguably going to be the end of his career. Yeah, it and, sounds like th like this is going to take him right to the very end, right. And what that means in terms of how the Lakers plan for that as well, 
is going to be very interesting, presuming that they are not in championship contention every single one of those years. Because let me tell you all something, kiddos. Next year, they are not going to be in championship contention if this exact roster is what they have, Scott. Oh, strong disagree. Strong disagree. Uh, okay. yeah, strong okay. disagree. Sure. sure. Yeah, so the Lakers are going to be in championship contention next year? That's right. With West- Russell Westbrook? Yeah. That's right. Mm, okay. You know why? Yeah, why? Because last season, they only played like 21 games together. Mm. So now, this season, AD's going to be healthy, LeBron's going to be healthy, and Russ is going to be emotionally healthy, oh. and Darvin Ham's going to coach this team, and LeBron James, with the heart of a champion, is going to is going to show everybody you can't you you can't ridicule me like you did last year. I I put this thing all back together. I solved for this. Or or you ready for this? Because I'm a dreamer now. You know I'm making things up in my head. So what if LeBron actually signed? Because LeBron he now knows I'm getting rid of Russell Westbrook, and I signed and showed my commitment. And now they're doing what I've asked them to do, which is get rid of Russ and go get Kyrie. Hold on. Until yeah. that happens, yeah. we can't be operating on the principle that it did or will or has. I know, I but mean, I said I make things up, man. Yeah, I know, but listen to this. Okay, let's let's just take a look at, at, at the Western Conference last year. We can start from the bottom, and we will get to the Lakers faster than if we start from the top. The Rockets were 20 and 62. The Thunder were 24 and 58. The Blazers were 27 and 55. The Kings were 30 and 52. And the Lakers, 33 and 49. That's a 402 winning percentage. Meaning, if they're what? 13, 10, 12, 16 games better, they're that 500 or 10 games better, they're 500. 500 is not getting you in the playoffs in the Western Conference, bro. That's the thing. It's not even about the team itself. It's about the competition. The rest of the Western Conference is dang good, getting better, and the Lakers appear to be staying the same. Come on. In the, in the dream, in my head, AD is healthy for like 80 oh, games. wow. So this is, this is a major dream. Yeah, it's, get, it's getting ridiculous now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's getting a little crazy. All right, stick around. It is time for Big Deal or No Deal, and we still have one more table to give away to Hollywood Park Casino and our fantasy football draft. You and seven of your pals are going to come and be our guest. But you got to stay tuned. Big deal. No deal. Next, Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, time for big deal or no deal. Sedano back tomorrow after all this time. Nice. Can't believe I'm saying this, but I really, really missed him. Well, yeah, you've got a house full of nobody. Of course you miss him. I think it was Beto's fault. <laughs> this is such bleepery. <laughs> nice hit. That was a good job out of that. I, know, I just need to blame somebody for missing Sedano. I'm blaming Beto. Okay. Big deal or no deal. Beto was the big hero yesterday, by the way. So oh, I, I'm, listen, not bl- I'm not blaming Beto. Beto is the man. I mean, yeah. he said, hey, they didn't, these guys didn't have enough class to invite you to the soccer game, LAFC. I got you, and we're going to go crash their party. Loved, loved, loved that. Beto, Beto, Beto was the MVP yesterday. Again. Yet again. MVP, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yet again. MVP of the taco tour, MVP of the softball game. Here's MVP Lindsay Baseball. Soccer game, yep. Yep. Lindsay Baseball ready for big deal or no deal. Thanks, Cappy. <laughs> Super excited. All right, so starting off with uh, 
Interesting question, especially I think for you, Cap. Actress Amelia Clark has told her fans that she no longer takes selfies with her fans who run into her on the street, but the Game of Thrones star is still allowing admirers to get close. The only catch, it's a little expensive because fans who want a full-on meet and greet have to shell out 500 bucks to meet her. And those who want just a snap, just like a selfie, at the Dream It Fest fan convention in London next month are going to have to pay 200 bucks. Amelia is the latest star to cash in on the whole meet and greet trend, and Sherlock star Benedict Cumberbatch was reported to have made about 300k by posing for 3,000 photos with his fans at a recent convention. So I feel like these dollar amounts are kind of a big deal. So I want to know if there's any celeb that you guys would ever pay a couple hundred bucks to take a selfie with. So just want to say one thing. Amelia Clark, right? This is the actress? Yeah, she's from Game of Thrones. Right. She plays Khaleesi mm-hmm. on Game of Thrones. Yep. If my friends saw me in a selfie with Khaleesi, they'd lose their minds. Really? However, however. I will not pay for said selfie. And by the way, and, well, I just have a question. What, do you want me to Venmo you on the spot? Do you need me to <laughs> Zell you? I mean, how does this work? How does this transaction go down between you and me, Khaleesi? I'm like, are you really able to look me in the eye and go, yeah, I'll take a selfie with you, but Venmo me 250 bucks? Well, she's only like agreeing to do them, I guess, at like these events. Yeah, this is... It's pretty standard operating procedure yeah, for these events. I'm, usually I'm just, it's like, you know, I don't know. It's 20 or 50 yeah, exactly. bucks. Yeah, it's not It's not a triple-digit number. $500 I, to, like, have a, a two-second conversation. I also got to say, I would not recognize this human being if she were not in her Khaleesi gear. And so, like, I, I mean, that, yeah, I'm sure, she's a, you know, great actress, I guess, or whatever. But, like, I, I wouldn't recognize her if she was not in, you know, in, in the getup. So, no. In the getup. No chance I would pay for her, specifically, <laughs> because I just, I mean, I'm not connected enough to that character. You know what I mean? Like, if it were, I don't know, Carrie Fisher, the late great, you know what I'm saying? Like, perhaps, you know what I mean? We'd have to move into something I really, really care about to be shelling out that kind of cash. Can you think of anyone? That's the person I just okay. did, but she's no That's longer it. with but, us, alas. But, but yeah. someone that is alive. Um, I don't know. I really, I really can't, I really can't envision that, you know, because... These days, life has changed a little bit, Scott, so most of the people that I kind of want to try to meet can kind of do it for free. So that's the fun part. I might walk up to Jennifer Aniston no, in a restaurant and say, hey, listen, I'll Venmo you $250 right now if you let me sit next to you and take a selfie so that I can send it to our group chat. And then I can tell everybody that we're actually dating. Actually, I lied. Bad Bunny, I would pay big money to get a selfie with, for sure. Who's big, the last celebrity big... you took a selfie with? Me? Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't even... I'll I mean, tell you who mine was. Who? Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Where were you and when? I was walking into Radio Row in Miami pre-COVID, February 2020. Okay. And Ric Flair was walking in, and I'm like, Nate. Nate? Ha- yeah, I had to call him Nate because that Nature would let him know boy, that we're tight. Nate. Right, right, Nate. <laughs> so, Nate, I got to have a selfie. He's like, woo! And we did. We took one. I'll tell you a fun story. The last situation like this I almost got into was... I was standing outside of Dodger Stadium with Jeff Passan during the All-Star game, and or maybe it was the Home Run Derby, and we were standing out there because we were getting made, we were just talking, and Kevin Durant walked up, and <laughs> Jeff, we all know Jeff, MLB insider for ESPN, loves the Twitter, loves breaking all the great news, tremendous friend of mine, great guy. 
Jeff just walked away from the conversation and beelined it to Kevin Durant and just said, Mr. Durant, I'd like to meet you. I'm Jeff Passan, like he was a 12-year-old. He just came back to, to the circle. He was like, there was no way I could pass that chance up. Not, <laughs> it was hilarious. I was like, wow, what a move. It was really funny. So shouts cool. to Passan, man. I do the that. same thing. Love that dude. Yeah, I do, too. I like Jeff Passan. I've never met him. He's great. But I like him on TV. I like that he's kind of like got this like – Nerdy, baseball-y, insider-y. I don't know. It's like a combination. But he'll roast you if you come after him on the bird. That's why he's really good because he just makes fun of people. He makes fun of people that are inappropriate with him to the point that people do that weird thing where they like, please roast me, Jeff. You know what I'm saying? That kind of weird bit, which is a little too far for me. But his fans enjoy him very much, as do I because he's a friend. Big deal or no deal, here's Lindsay Baseball with... Number by deuce. the way, by the way, real quick, your your last selfie was with Ric Flair. That's right. The last one I can think of or remember is when I took one with DDP. One for same thing. I was at a radio row for Super Bowl a couple of years ago, uh, in twenty eighteen, I think. Um, and Where was so, that? Was that in Atlanta? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Diamond Dallas yep. Page. And right. I did diamond cutter sign. It was great. Mm-hmm. I like. Great pick. Jesus Nice, who just filled in for Jimmy Fallon on that show. Of Jesus and Marrow fame, which you may or may not know, Scott. Nope. That was the last person I took a selfie with. I don't know. I don't know that one, but I do know that next time Jimmy Kimmel needs time off, I'm, I'm putting my name in the hat. Oh, please do. Yeah. I'd love to do that as well. That'd be great. Okay. We'll do you it should. together. First Jim Rome, now Jimmy Fallon. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Oh, global cap. All right. So a new study says that ice cream may actually be healthier than a multigrain bagel. Tufts University just released their food compass, which is a nutrient profile system developed by researchers. The system uses a unique algorithm to assign foods a score between 1 and 100, with 100 being the most healthy. And according to the Food Compass, chocolate ice cream in a cone with some nuts on it has a score of 37, and it's healthier than a multigrain bagel with raisins, which has a score of 19. A few other revelations include saltine crackers, which scored an unimpressive 7, and on the opposite end of the spectrum, chocolate-covered almonds were 78, and air-popped popcorn was 70. For you, is it a big deal or no deal that chocolate ice cream is actually more healthy than a bagel? Cappy? Uh, not a big deal for me. Um, I'm going to eat the bagel, and I'm going to eat the ice cream. By the way, I would love a copy of this list because I want to know what is considered the healthiest food. And, in fact, I want to know what's considered the top 10 healthy foods because, Clinton, you may have heard, but on September 6th, I'm going through an entire lifestyle change. Yeah, I'm going to join you on that. We discussed that. I'm trying to bulk up. You're trying to slim down. We can sort of track this together. But i got to tell you, you know what food algorithm I use to figure out what it is I like and don't like? Tell me. My nose in my mouth. That's how I figure it out. So you know, they don't tell you if things are healthy. Tufts can, oh, they do. <laughs> it's working out. You know what I'm saying? But Tufts can come up with these flavor profiles. But I, I trust myself on this one. For sure. That's pretty impressive that your your nose and your mouth can tell you if something is healthy. It, yeah, I know. My mama, she yeah, taught like me well. Scoring system. <laughs> it's, 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 you, it's it's amazing how well it works. Do you have the list to know that what is considered the healthiest? I was going to say, let's run this down. I'd love to hear more. Uh, I can send it to you. Okay. If you give me a moment here. Nah, don't worry about it. You don't have to send it to me now. I just was wondering if you had it handy. Yeah. And you could tell us what the number. What what is the healthiest food? Well, I I don't know. I guess I'll, I mean there's probably a lot of foods that are hundred. You know, like a perfectly healthy food. I thought they listed it like one through a hundred. This is the healthiest. No, no, no. Food. They they give it's an index. Like I said, Got it's it. an algorithm they use to score foods, and they have like it's like a whole book oh. of what foods are and like what they're scored. So you know, like let's oh, say want, if you I don't if you don't want to get past like five hundred points in a day, or something like that. You know, you want you want to stick. You have to look everything up and see. Oh, this is this on the scale or whatever. So I had yeah. a nice bagel today. As a matter of fact, I had an everything bagel. I toasted it. 
I scooped it, Clinton. Yeah. You know what scooping a bagel is? Uh, yeah, where you take out the part in the inside and you just yeah. kind of eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I filled it with a couple eggs. Nice. Some turkey. Hold on, though. You guys can't tell by smelling something for the most part if it's going to be unhealthy. You never went to a state fair and I mean, you're like, on a this scale is going to be gross. 100, no. <laughs> like, okay. All right. You know? Well, I mean, like a bacon-wrapped Snicker bar. Would you give that a 1 or a 100, 100 that, being the healthiest? I think that's a quick one. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I mean, I think, Clinton, we can all agree that we have a, a pretty good educated guess of, like, healthy and non-healthy foods. Mm-hmm. But this is, like, an elaborate scoring system for uh, people that want to track that type of thing. I see. Okay. Very well. I may be one of those people that may want to track. Yeah, that's good information. I got apps for that, Cappy. I know. I'm going to have to get one. Dodgers just hit a homer. Oh, really? Yeah. All right, so you were just talking about Kevin Durant, Clinton. And Mm -hmm. after Kevin Durant talks have stalled for the past month and a half, getting a KD deal done currently seems like it might be the only option left for the Brooklyn Nets. And according to Sam Amick of The Athletic, there appears to be a frontrunner. Amick reported yesterday that the Celtics are the unofficial leaders for a deal with Jalen Brown as the centerpiece for Boston. This report happened to come out on the same day that Durant was photographed practicing with Jason Tatum, which is sure to fuel speculation about him actually ending up as a Celtic. So I think it's kind of a big deal if it happened. But do you guys see that actually happening? Kevin Durant to the Celtics. I'll go first. I do not. Um, I don't think that it would behoove the Nets to get rid of him. He's just got too long on his deal to have that kind of leverage, in my opinion. And what's he going to do? Not play? I don't think that you can lose any battle in public opinion. And sorry, they weren't even that good last year. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense for me, for Katie at this point of his career, to kind of put himself in a holdout situation. And I wouldn't give him the out if I were the Nets. You need him to play. That was the whole reason all of this came together. And I don't mean that in sort of a moral way, Scott. I mean that in a competitive way. You know what I mean? You need these players in order to compete. Why would you let them go? It doesn't make sense to me. I'm going to look at it from the other perspective. I'm going to look at it from Boston's side. Mm. We just were in the finals. Yeah. We got a really good young nucleus of guys. We're a team. I don't want that guy here. I don't want to give up on these young guys. I listen, you can't make him happy. He's Listen, he, he's a pain in the butt. He's, he's, he's become a different person than I think. Not a different person, but I, I do think his sort of public opinion reputation has taken a little bit of a hit. He seems a little bit more whiny than just empowered. Is that, does that make sense, Scott? Yeah, I don't want to give up this young talent on this team that just made it to the finals for that one guy who's a complete pain. He's talented. He's one of the best players in the league right now. He's one of the best players in the league ever. But the, you're right. Boston was in the final. Yeah, this all of this speculation about where he's going to go, to me, is an indication as much about the Nets as it is about... Durant, get your house in order, y'all. Why is everything happening in public every single time we hear about something? If he's going to force a trade and I'm the owner of Brooklyn, I can't help but be spiteful. Your choice is Sacramento or (laughs) Or, Sacramento. Or you're going back to Oklahoma City. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I'm sending you to Sacramento, pal. (laughs) That's your punishment. If you you want to be a jerk like this, Gave you all this money. You told me who to hire as a coach. I did it for you. Right. You told me you wanted to be with Kyrie. We made it all happen. I mean, come on. It doesn't look good. It does not look good. I agree. Totally agree. Right, that's big deal or no deal. Coming up, one more table at Hollywood Park Casino. This is a highly coveted thing. Everybody wants this. How do I know? Because when we give you the phone number and we tell you when to call, 
The phones go absolutely berserk. Everybody wants to say to their seven pals, let's go to Hollywood Park Casino, hang out with Sedano and Cap, Clinton and Lindsay and Laura and Beto and the entire Mishbucha, and we'll have live imaging Friday. All I'm saying is everybody wants this, so get ready. We got one for you next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. I mean, of all the things that Chris just talked about that are going to happen coming up on Wednesday the 24th at Homebound Brewhouse at Union Station, mm-hmm. live imaging is like the thing that I'm most excited about. It's going to be fun. I mean, I think that the whole crew being there helps, obviously, but Chris obviously is the engine for that crew, so... Let's get this sports car out on the road and open it up. And you know I love what, what he's saying to everybody. Come on, community. Let's go. Right, exactly. Let's do a beautiful thing. We got a great digital community. Let's have a beautiful personal community as well. So Beto uh, was going to join us on, um, let's see, the, the Wednesday and the Friday or just the Wednesday? I think just the Wednesday. I think he said he's going out of town Friday. And Clinton, you're, are you I'm back for, for both. both? Yeah, I'm, I'm back. Uh, I should be. Let me check the calendar right quick. Yeah, I've got them both on the schedule because I'm not going to New York until the week after that because I will be at the U.S. Open. Okay, so then Friday of next week, this is now, this is going to be the 26th. This is our big fantasy football party. Yeah. Now, if you have a fantasy football league and you want to bring it to our party, you can win a table right now. So earlier, Clinton said, caller 10 for 710. Mm-hmm. How about caller 7 right now will give you a table at Hollywood Park Casino where you can eat, drink, and draft? Nice. Nice. That's kind yeah. of an early draft day for some people, but it's a good time to do it because everybody's there. You can ask questions. Everybody's kind of in the, in the mood. There's a, there's a vibe to doing your draft at the casino, for sure. Okay, Hollywood Park Casino, Friday, August 26th. If you don't win a table in... Don't worry, we're broadcasting there from 4 to 7 p.m., so come on out. It's going to be a great time. they got great food at Hollywood Park Casino, and after the fantasy football draft, it's Friday night. I may stick around and play play some cards. Oh, cool. Throw some cards around. You play? I don't play, no. I, I like money too much. I don't gamble, so that's kind of where I am. I understand. I'll bet on the horses if I'm at the, at the track, a tradition I started this year when I was at the Kentucky Derby, but for the most part, I, I don't have the brain power to gamble. I just don't. All right, Clinton, before we get out of here today, mm-hmm. I want to play something for you that I heard early this morning that absolutely cracked me up. And I said, if you haven't seen it, you're going to love it. If you have, you're probably going to get a good laugh out of it. But, you know, all these NIL deals for college football players. Right. Have you heard the story about the Nebraska football player and the NIL deal that he has? Which one? The one for the air conditioning company? Yes, I have. This is great. This is so good. I'm so glad you brought this up. Okay. So, Lindsay, Laura, what do you guys think? Should we just play it and, and let it play, and then we'll, we'll, just, we'll have the discussion? Yep. Correct. All right, here we go. This is a television commercial in Lincoln, Nebraska, with a Nebraska Cornhusker football player. Listen very carefully. I'm so glad we called SOS. Our AC is the coldest. I'm always the coldest. Hey, this is Dakota Scrawford, wide receiver from Louisiana, now playing in Lincoln. When your AC isn't Dakota's, you call SOS heating and cooling. Their takes don't make commissions, so they give you an honest opinion, fair pricing, and longer warranties than a competition guarantee. Take it from Dakota's. We will keep you cool this summer. This is unbelievably brilliant. It's really good. It's really good because... For those who haven't seen the ad, what's funny about it is that it's one of those deals where 
the first shot is just the normal HVAC shot where a woman is complaining about her AC unit. And then it cuts over to him just sitting on a fence. I'm always the coldest. And you're like, you have no business even being here, except for the fact that, hello, your name is the coldest, and that's why people like you. It's fantastic. I want everybody to understand the joke here, yes. if you don't get it from, from listening. Mom Man's name is capital D E C O L D E S T. The coldest. <laughs> I like how you added that. You spelled it out and then dropped the hammer on him. The coldest. You got to say it like that every <laughs> single time now. But no, it's a really funny commercial. 10 out of 10, no notes. It's extremely funny. I love it. Do you know anybody on the planet other than this young fellow right here? Whose name is the coldest? No, but there is a player for Georgia State whose name is, I think it's De Icy, and like, like D E I C E C E Y, which is like sort of the name of a song that was popular around the time that he was born in Atlanta. I, so Icy by Gucci Mane and Young Jeezy, and so it's like you you sort of see where the guy's born. You see how old he is. You're like, all oh, right, your parents must have been in the club when they met because that song was a banger when you were just born. You know, so Laura and Lindsay, you guys know anybody by the name of DeColdest? I don't. Great name though, especially yeah. for a football player, especially if he gets super famous. Yes, that's a, yeah. that, I mean, if this guy goes to the league, he's going to be. I mean, just selling refrigerators all over the place. See, what I was thinking is now, if you're about to have children, you got to start thinking about naming these kids. And what kind of athletes they might be, and what kind of endorsements they may be able to pull. Mm-hmm. Bro, my buddy had a baby all of two months ago, and he's talking about NIL deals already because he's <laughs> excited for her to be an athlete. Bro, you know, so names funny. are a thing. Names like, are a huge thing. Like, yeah. I have two names because I don't want girls if I have kids. Like, it's not happening. I just want boys. Right. And I'm like, they have to have a ring. They have to sound a certain way. They have oh. to this. They have to that. And I'm like, my mom's like, what? We would just be like, oh, so-and-so's. I'm like, no, no, no. We ain't doing no grandpa names, no this name. Right. No. Well, this no. this is this gets to one of the things I talk about a lot, Scott, which is people, say, people talk about baby names. I'm like, bro, you're not naming a baby. You're naming a human. Mm-hmm. Like, you're naming somebody that's eventually going to be an adult. Yep. So you got to think about that when you're laying out the names. You know what I'm saying, Scott? The coldest. Like, <laughs> you can't get over the coldest. Do you, think, do you think the mom was like, listen, here's my thought process. <laughs> that one day he's going to speak on behalf of like an air conditioning heating company. <laughs> and if we name him the coldest and he becomes a really good football player, then obviously somebody's going to be smart enough to do this. I, I, listen, I have no idea. But like, it's worked out. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's all that matters. I mean, listen, you ever been to Shreveport, Louisiana? I have not. Hmm, okay. Next time you go, let me know what you think. Okay. Not surprising that this man's name is the coldest. Well, let me tell you something. I'm now a the coldest Crawford fan. Okay, so let me ask you this. What do you think the coldest like fan group's name should be? You know what I'm saying? Like you know how Lady Gaga has the monsters and Taylor has the Swifties. Like what do you think that the coldest fans should be called? Ooh. This is a tough ooh. one. I don't know that I have an answer off the, the top Frosties. of my head. The Frosties. Frosties is That's good. a good one. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Because if I'm if I'm listen, if I go to the school, if I go to Nebraska, I'm showing up with all my guys on my dorm room and we're doing the coldest bit. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's how we're going to the game if we're gonna sit in the crowd. Do you show up for the early games in like September and October, like when it's still warm out? Do you show up like in big giant parkas like, man, it's the coldest game I've ever been to? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure it out because I love this guy. 
I love the whole commercial. Sure. I love this idea. In you know, markets. hey everybody, I'm from Louisiana, but now I'm in Lincoln. I'm the coldest. This is the best air conditioning company. I mean, doesn't it all make sense? I love this. It's it's pretty amazing. I mean, he was initially going to go to LSU too, which is pretty wild. But it gets pretty cold in Nebraska too, right? I imagine during the. I think so. Winter. I think it's I think it's windy and it snows there cold. too, right? I feel like I've seen snow games in Nebraska. Yeah, this is the most relevant Nebraska Cornhuskers football has been in ten years, mm-hmm. though. For sure, I'm becoming a Detroit Lions follower this year because of Hard Knocks. Yes, and I'm becoming a coldest Crawford fan. I will be watching coldest Crawford and following his career starting immediately. I appreciate the fact that you're actually kind of like you're not putting any extra anything on it. You're no, just saying his name, the coldest. That's you all. Gonna it be is. a frosty. That's Cappy. all. Yeah, you yeah. are. You right. are the. You right. are the main lead frosty. If you no, no, dude, I'm gonna be the president of the local chapter of the frosty community. <laughs> That's of the coldest community. You, have, right. you can change the you can change the nomenclature at that point. You are known as the Frosties, but it is the coldest community. Yeah, and I don't even like to be cold, so I wish no, his name cold. was the hottest. Why, why do you think I moved to California? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Being cold is a bummer. It is. This indeed. is so funny. All right, well, Clinton Yates, yeah. I can't thank you enough, man, for course, filling bro. in all this time while Sedano's been out. Absolutely, man. It's and, been a great uh, time. Yeah, Sedano is in tomorrow. Clinton says he's stopping by. I shall. It'll be a, you're going to stop in or you're not going to stop in? I am. I said I shall. Yes, you shall. I shall. And then it'll be a live imaging Thursday. Chris will be in. So tomorrow, everybody's in studio. The entire mishbucha gets back together again. This is going to be great. So community, fantastic job today. Laura, Lindsay, phenomenal. Thank you so much, Clinton Yates. And to all the 710 listeners, we're back tomorrow morning. Peace out, everybody.